Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. It is episode 65, and in today's episode, we definitely have a decent amount of college football recruiting news to talk about. Clemson, they continue to just roll and roll and roll in the 2023 class. LSU gets one of the best safeties in the 2024 class. And then when we transition over to some NFL news, we'll talk a little bit about a key signing for the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll also discuss the current situation of the Deshaun Watson suspension that is pretty much inevitable at this point. And then to finish off today's episode, we will talk about the Golden State Warriors winning the NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics. But anyway, guys... Before we do begin today's episode, I do want to ask y'all to please make sure that you are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce. Both of those ads and links are down in the description below. If you just love daily sports content or just daily sports news in general, I highly suggest checking out both of those platforms as they are just only continuing to grow and grow on their respective platforms. But anyway, guys, I hope y'all have had a fantastic weekend. I hope y'all had an amazing Father's Day. And let's get right into today's episode. Now, obviously, we begin with some college football news. And the first college football news that I do want to talk about is regarding 2023 five-star cornerback A.J. Harris. Now, A.J. Harris, he is a six foot two, 180-pound cornerback from Central High School in Phoenix City, Alabama. Now, his finalists to land him were Alabama, Florida, Clemson, and Ohio State. And, you know, numerous blue-collar college football programs. Well, A.J. on Thursday actually decided to announce his commitment, and he announced that he will be joining Kirby Smart in the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, Harris, he does become Georgia's highest-ranked recruit thus far in the 2023 cycle, so... Kirby Smart, who already has eight ESPN 300 prospects in the 2023 class, that is pretty impressive. And Georgia, once again, is kind of, you know, sweeping, is kind of getting swept under the rug for how good they've been in the recruiting cycle so far. I mean, A.J. definitely was one of the most sought-after cornerbacks in the 2023 class, and it only continues to improve, you know, a Georgia recruiting class that obviously is top five right now in the country. So huge get for Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, the next news that I want to talk about is regarding current 2024 four-star and soon-to-be five-star safety, Maurice Williams out of Texas. Well, Maurice, he finally decided to announce his commitment on Saturday, and he announced that he will be joining Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. And Maurice actually is the first commitment for Brian Kelly in the 2024 class. And Maurice has been constantly shooting up a lot of teams' recruiting boards. I mean, he's absolutely balled out at every single camp he's been at. And numerous schools like USC, Arkansas, Oregon, Michigan State, and Michigan, they've been, they've been kind of having an eye on him for a while now. But it looks like LSU was able to land the highly touted safety as, you know, obviously LSU is known for producing many amazing safeties in the NFL with the names of like guys like Tyron Matthew. So huge get for Brian Kelly as Maurice is already ranked as the number 63rd recruit in the 2024 class and will probably only continue to shoot up a lot of recruiting pages boards. So huge get for Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. Now, Clemson, for some reason, they just decided they are not done getting more recruits. And when I tell you the month of June has been an absolutely fantastic time for any type of Clemson Tigers fan, I mean, it has been absolutely fantastic. Well, it's only going to continue to get even better for Clemson Tiger fans. So on Saturday, Dabo Sweeney got some even more amazing news, and this came in the form of 2023 four-star linebacker D. Creighton. Now, D. Creighton, he dropped his list to a couple schools, which included 
Auburn, Penn State, Missouri, and UCF. So some pretty solid schools. And he finally decided to make his commitment, and that would be to Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. Now, D, he becomes the second linebacker recruit in Clemson's 2023 class, joining fellow four-star commit Jamal Anderson, who is the who is the son of former Atlanta Falcons running back Jamal Anderson. So, I don't know what Devil Sweeney's been doing here in the month of June, but a lot of these kids are buying into his message that he has for the Tigers, and you know, rightfully so, they're wanting to commit to him. So, huge get once again for the Tigers, and a lot of actual like insiders for Clemson are saying. This is not even close to the end of their 2023 class. Expect a lot, a lot, and a lot more commits to end up at Clemson. So definitely some great news for the Clemson Tigers, who definitely did start off the 2023 cycle a little bit slower than they normally do, but obviously it has sped up very much. So once again, huge get for the Clemson Tigers as they get four-star linebacker D. Creighton. Now, guys, that is it for, like, the recruiting side of today's episode. Like I said, really decent weekend when it came to commitments, and we should only expect to see more and more commitments as summertime continues to unfold. But anyway, guys, let's transition over to some more just news in college football. And the first thing I do want to talk about is regarding current USC wide receiver and former Pitt wide receiver Jordan Addison. Now, as we all know, Jordan Addison had a lot of controversy this offseason because it was apparently reported that USC was kind of tampering with Jordan Addison, giving him these big, you know, big dollar NIL deals to come to um, SoCal. And once again, do not blame Jordan Addison for taking that deal and wanting to transfer to USC because if you're offered life-changing money, you're not going to say no. No one in their right mind would. And obviously, Jordan Addison is not at fault in this situation. It would definitely be the boosters and and USC as a whole for doing this technically they didn't technically do anything illegal but what they did was more morally wrong than anything but besides the fact Jordan Addison would end up transferring to USC after entering the transfer portal and a lot of people did think that he could possibly end up at Texas after a great visit that he had but once again money talks and that's why Jordan Addison most likely ended up at USC but anyway on Saturday, we actually got some interesting news regarding Jordan Addison. And no, it wasn't, you know, he decided to enter the transfer portal or anything like that. It's what number that he would be wearing at USC. And you're probably wondering, who really cares? He probably was going to wear, you know, some other number because number three is retired at USC in honor of Carson Palmer, who obviously was a Heisman winning quarterback during his time with the Trojans. But the interesting thing is, is on Saturday, Jordan Addison made a post to his Instagram story showing that he would be rocking the number three. Now, a lot of fans, rightfully so, were kind of confused as, you know, why would Jordan Addison be wearing number three? It's supposed to be retired. That was Carson Palmer's jersey number. Well, it does seem that Carson Palmer did give him the okay to wear the number three, which is a good thing because it does show the fact that Carson Palmer does have a lot of hope and sees a lot of potential in Jordan Addison. But at the same time, it was a retired number and, once again, he won a Heisman Trophy wearing that number, so a lot of people felt it should have just stayed retired, and it shouldn't have even been a discussion as to why Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison should get that jersey. And the more and more as I keep you know, thinking about it and reading about it and everything like that, it's not really that big of a deal to me. 
at first I was kind of confused and I when I even made a post to Instagram I was kind of like you know it should never have been unretired just out of respect to Carson Palmer but at the same time if Carson Palmer is okay with them unretiring it and giving it to Jordan Addison then it really shouldn't be that big of a deal but Jordan Addison will be wearing Carson Palmer's former number three and I mean Obviously, to a lot of diehard USC fans, it might kind of be a little bit more of a, uh, you know, probably should have stayed retired because that has a lot more meaning to Carson Palmer than it would to Jordan Addison, who, I mean, obviously won a Belenikov trophy. That's an amazing accomplishment, but, you know, not necessarily is up there with Carson Palmer and, you know, USC fame, I guess you could say. So, but anyway, Jordan Addison will be rocking Carson Palmer's number three after USC unretired it to give it to Addison, which was probably likely do in fact a part of the deal if he did come to USC because he would want to be able to wear that number and it kind of doesn't make a lot more sense when you think about it because I mean schools were so heavily after Jordan Addison that you pretty much would have had to offer him the literal world to get him so anyway I know it's not a huge big deal but I do think it's pretty interesting that USC is retiring is or is unretiring Carson Palmer's number three and giving it to Jordan Addison, and it also does it also does spark another conversation. What are some schools going to do now, realizing that hey, we might have to start unretiring numbers or going out of our way to go get these players something just for them to come to our schools like these big name type recruits? So, yeah, NIL is definitely kind of you know exploding onto the scene when I say literally. So, but. It is cool the fact that Carson Palmer was okay with giving Jordan Addison his number three. So as long as that, as long as Carson Palmer was 100% okay with it, I don't think any of us should be making a big deal out of it. Well, the next news that I have is going to be some good news to me and probably a lot of college football fans as a whole. And now this will be regarding the new EA Sports College Football Series. Now EA Sports they announced back in February of 2021 that the you know, famous series would be returning after a seven-year drought due to a lot of lawsuits and everything like that regarding NIL. And once NIL actually became legal, you know, EA immediately jumped on the scene to start uh, making a EA Sports College Football game. Now, it's not going to be called NCAA Football anymore. It's going to be called EA Sports College Football. But, I mean, I don't think any of us really care what the title is. We just want to be able to play with our favorite teams. So, anyway, some insiders for EA Sports, they actually announced that EA is looking at a release date of of July 2023, which we kind of had already known because it had kind of been leaked a couple months ago back in December. So, it's kind of good to get some confirmation about that because I know I'm definitely looking forward to playing that game. I mean, I'll spend however much money I need to to get some early access to that game because... I mean, I grew up playing NCAA 14, 13, 12, and all those amazing games. And it did, it did suck when they officially announced that they wouldn't be making them anymore. But I am super glad at the fact that we will finally be getting a yearly NCAA game. And I'm just glad to be able to play college football again. And you don't have to continue to keep spending money on Madden, which, oh man, does Madden continue to only get worse and worse every single year. And another thing about the new EA Sports College Football Series, there's an actual way for how um, EA will be paying these schools. Now, apparently the payouts for these schools, it'll be ranged from a $10,000 to $100,000 um, tier system. So depending on, I guess you could say, how many people play with the team, how many people are you know favoring them, and yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously a lot of the smaller schools, like say Georgia Southern, Louisiana Tech, and all those schools, they'll probably be 
probably be near down there with like 10,000, 20,000 or whatever. And then schools like Alabama, Georgia, LSU, those teams will probably be up there at the absolute top of the top. So I think it's cool that they're doing it on a tier system. Now, yes, does it kind of suck for a lot of the smaller schools because they won't be getting as much of a payout? Absolutely. But another thing that will also be interesting about this payout is how how will they pay players because they're expecting to be able to use all of these players NIL and everything like that. So I want I want to see how much these players are going to be getting paid, especially guys like Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, Xavier Worthy, Quinn Ewers, who have already notched some pretty big NIL deals. So it will be interesting to see in the new college football game. And I'm just glad to know that it does seem like next summer we will have a resumption of the college football series and kind of funny thing is is next summer in July that will mark the 10 year period since the last time we did get an NCAA football game which makes it makes me sound kind of old because <laughs> I remember when it came out back in 2013 and the fact that we'll be getting the next game in 2023 just kind of seems surreal but yeah college football fans we do have some hope as EA has officially announced that EA Sports College Football it will be returning in July of 2023. Now, anyway, guys, that does wrap up today's college football segment. Let me know what your favorite news of today's college football segment was, whether it was regarding the new college football video game or whether it was regarding some high school recruitment news. Just let me know what it was. I know my personal favorite and will probably always be is the fact that we will be that we will be getting another college football video game next summer. But anyway, guys. Let's transition over to some NFL news. And the first NFL news that I want to talk about is regarding the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Eagles, they have definitely been trying to address the secondary during this offseason, going out and getting guys like Pro Bowl cornerback James Bradbury to fulfill the cornerback two position. But the other part of the secondary side was what they need they needed to fulfill the um, safety position because currently right now, their only solidified starting safety is Anthony Harris, and it's kind of going back and forth between Marcus Epps and Kayvon Wallace. But now, in my opinion, I think Philadelphia just got a solidified um, another starting safety in Jaquiski Tart, who has absolutely balled out for the 49ers when he has stayed healthy. And yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles, they went out and signed a former San Francisco 49ers safety Jaquiski Tart to a one-year deal, which in my opinion, I think is more of just a band-aid fix right now because they'll probably look into next year's draft to get a pick in the safety position because obviously this season they made some pretty decent moves going and getting Georgia defensive tackle Jordan Davis and then also trading for former Tennessee Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown. So this year they weren't really too heavily focused on drafting in the NFL draft, but I do think the fact that they went out and got Jaquiski Tart was definitely a right step in the right direction, and hopefully next season they can either target a big-name safety. I know Jesse Bates, the current Cincinnati Bengals starting safety, he's kind of been rumored to be in a lot of trade discussions due to the fact that he was franchise tagged by the Bengals, and he's not wanting to play under the franchise tag, which I don't blame him because he's definitely 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 is due for a huge contract so a lot of people have been kind of tied tied his name to the Eagles trading for him so it will be interesting to see how that situation unfolds but the Philadelphia Eagles they finally went out and addressed the safety position 
and then went out and got former San Francisco 49ers safety Jaquiski Tart. Now, in some more secondary news, the next news that I do have is regarding the Kansas City Chiefs and former New York Giants first-round pick cornerback DeAndre Baker. The Kansas City Chiefs and DeAndre Baker announced that they would be resigning him to a one-year deal after being with the team this past season. Now, DeAndre Baker was very highly touted coming out of Georgia back in the... I think I want to say 2019 draft, but his New York Giants tenure was very, very just cut abruptly due to some allegations off the field and just a lot of a really bad situation just in general. Luckily, he did end up beating that case and was found not guilty, so he was able to return to the NFL playing field, and the Kansas City Chiefs immediately picked him up, put him on the practice squad, and then they eventually promoted him up to the actual, you know, 53-man roster. And he did get some snaps with the team last season. Didn't really play a lot. But when he did, I would say he was definitely a little bit of below average. But was definitely a solid rotational piece when needed. So I think this is actually a great signing for the Kansas City Chiefs. As a, I mean, it's a low-price, high-reward type of signing. Because once again, DeAndre Breaker is a former first-round pick. So... You know, the potential is absolutely there regardless. Now, the final news of today's NFL uh, episode, today's NFL segment, is going to be regarding Deshaun Watson. Now, this situation is kind of iffy for a lot of people because, in my opinion, I do agree that if he is found guilty, he deserves to be suspended for literally however long possible because, once again, if these allegations are true, that is absolutely horrible. As it's been reported, I think 26 women right now are currently you know, filed lawsuits against him due to sexual assault, which was due to the. I mean, it, y'all can y'all can dive into it. I know I've discussed it a couple of times. I really don't want to get into it too deep, but it is a really bad situation for Deshaun Watson. Now, the NFL has been discussing for a long time what his suspension is going to look like and how long they, you know, they're kind of eyeballing for that timeline to be. Well, the NFL is is continuing to argue that Deshaun Watson should receive a quote-unquote significant suspension for violating the league's personal conduct policy, which a lot of people that are familiar with the case, they actually reported about on Friday. So it's looking like the NFL will probably be looking for at least a you know full-year suspension, if not longer than that, because the amount—I mean, obviously one is really bad, but the fact that 26-plus, and then also it's been noted that he's had massages with 66-plus women— it's not looking good for Deshaun Watson and his side, and obviously the Cleveland Browns who gave him that huge, fully guaranteed contract once they traded for him, you know, fully expecting that Deshaun Watson would be able to play at least this year. I think the Browns, they obviously knew he was going to be suspended some amount of time, but I definitely think when they traded for him during that time where it kind of seemed like Deshaun Watson would be able to get rid of all of these cases and allegations and whatnot, and then all of a sudden, all of these cases just kind of reemerged and came back to bite him in the rear end. So it's definitely not looking good for Deshaun Watson's side at all. Because currently right now, and I'm, I'm reading about it right now, Watson faces 24 active civil lawsuits by women accusing him of sexual misconduct. So they're not criminal, but they are civil. And it's still just a really, really horrible thing if it is you know confirmed true by a judge. So... It's definitely going to be interesting how this situation unfolds because the NFL as itself is just looking to absolutely give the ban hammer to Deshaun Watson for as long as they possibly can. But anyway, guys, let's transition over to our final segment of today's episode. And some in the first 
I guess you could say sport that I want to talk about is the MLB. Now, we did have some pretty cool um, MLB news to discuss about. And the first news I do want to talk about is regarding the MLB's number two overall prospect in Riley Green. Now, Riley was called up by the Detroit Tigers on Friday to join their major league team as they are currently playing a four-game series against the Texas Rangers. And during his MLB debut on Saturday, he actually got on base four times, which included two hits. So the future is definitely looking bright for Riley Green as he did have a solid minor league career and was definitely highly regarded. So this might be good for a very much struggling Detroit Tigers team who seems like offensively they can't get anything started to save their life and maybe this might be the right player that they needed to kind of you know get the momentum swinging towards the Detroit Tigers side now the next news I want to talk about is regarding Los Angeles Angels superstar Shohei Otani now Shohei Otani who is currently on a two-year eight and a half million dollar deal with the Angels which that contract does expire at the end of the season is due for a huge payday because, once again, after winning the 2021 AL MVP last season, it just being an absolute stud, being able to play two ways as he is a starting pitcher and one of the best hitters in the MLB, a lot of teams are going to be craving him to join their team. And it's actually being reported by numerous sources that the Los Angeles Angels currently right now are offering Shohei Otani a four-year, $200 million contract it when his contract does expire at the end of the season, which means that he will be getting paid roughly $50 million a season pretty much by any team that does offer him a contract. So we're going to be seeing some record-type money come this offseason when it comes to Shohei Otani, but it is rightfully so because Shohei Otani is a generational talent that a lot of us will probably never be able to see again once Shohei does end up retiring. So... I think any team currently in the MLB right now could use him. And my, I was kind of thinking about it with my Texas Rangers. I'm like, we need some, definitely we do need some good starting pitchers. I mean, John Gray has been okay. Martin Perez has been absolutely fantastic, kind of reemerging with the Rangers. Uh, Dane Dunning has been definitely about, I mean, I'd say a little bit above average, but we do need kind of a solidified second or third rotational piece. And I do feel like Shohei Otani which we also do need some outfield help and definitely DH position. We do need some hitting help. Would be a huge addition for the Rangers who definitely showed that they can be some kind of you know free ballers when it came to getting Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon last offseason. So it'll be interesting to see once Shohei Otani hits the free agency market, or not marker, market, if he does want to stay up there in Anaheim or if he's going to test and see how much money he truly can get. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool the fact that you know, Otani is currently right now one of the more underpaid players in the league, but once he does hit free agency, he's going to literally get record-setting money. Now, guys, the next and final MLB news that I want to talk about is regarding, and it's still regarding the Angels, but it's regarding their third baseman in Anthony Rendon. Now, Anthony Rendon has had a pretty disappointing start to the 2022 season as he currently is batting 228, 324, and 383 and has five runs in 45 games with the Angels so far this season. So, Definitely very underwhelming for a guy that is currently playing in a seven-year, $245 million contract. So definitely was not the start to the season that Anthony Rendon wanted. And just to make matters worse with Anthony Rendon, who is currently 32 years old, the Los Angeles Angels announced on Friday that Anthony Rendon will undergo season-ending season ending surgery to repair his right wrist uh, during next week. So... 
Yeah, it's kind of getting to the point where a lot of people are looking at Anthony Radon's contract kind of as a, another Albert Pujol situation where the Angels got a little bit too slappy-happy when it came to spending money on big-name free agents because once Anthony Radon won that uh, World Series title with the Washington Nationals back in 2019, a lot of teams wanted him, but the Angels decided to give him literally just a blank check and told him right how much money he wanted and it's starting to come to bite them in the rear end a little bit. So once again, Nothing. I mean, I know Anthony Radon has struggled a lot with his, you know, staying healthy during his Angels tenure so far. As I mean, obviously he's 32 and is getting up there in age, and a lot of teams are going to be looking more at their farm system and trying to find younger replacements. So he might end up being another cap casualty for the Los Angeles Angels, like they saw with Justin Upton at the beginning of the year, and then they saw with Albert Pujols during last season. So it's some unfortunate news for Anthony Radon, but it's also unfortunate for Angel fans who just. Never never can be able to seem to find a good infield replacement. You know, tried to find Albert Pujols, get him in first base, never seemed to really work out. Anthony Rendon tried to put him at third, never really seemed to work out. And it's just very unfortunate because currently the Angels have two of the best players in all of MLB and Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. And they just can't seem to have any type of playoff success or even make the playoffs. So hopefully the Angels can, you know, maybe soon be able to address those positions that they desperately need now guys that is it for today's mlb segment and let's finish off talking about some nba news now the nba season is officially over as the golden state warriors have gone on to win their fourth nba championship in eight years as the golden state warriors have knocked off the boston celtics in six games i mean steph curry absolutely solidified himself definitely as a one of the greatest players in NBA history and obviously one of the greatest shooters in NBA history up there with guys like Ray Allen and you know another thing that happened that was kind of discussed a lot if you want to say during the NBA finals is could Steph Curry finally get that finals MVP that he's been wanting for so long and Steph Curry actually was announced as the 2022 NBA finals MVP so huge congrats to Steph Curry on getting that but most importantly Huge congrats to the Golden State Warriors about literally solidifying solidifying themselves as one of the greatest NBA dynasties. I mean, just the all-around play from their bench, from their starters and everything like that. We, we saw Jordan Poole emerge as a future replacement for Steph Curry whenever he does decide to end up retiring. And I, there's just a lot of promise for this Golden State team going forward as Andrew Wiggins is probably going to end up getting re-signed to a huge contract extension as after being traded from the Minnesota Timberwolves to the Golden State Warriors. He's definitely emerged as a pretty solid starter on their team. So I just think Golden State, truly, they had a lot to prove this season, and they absolutely did prove it. And Golden State fans, y'all continue to have good news even after the season concluded and y'all won another NBA championship as current Golden State assistant Kenny Atkinson and soon-to-be Charlotte Hornets head coach Kenny Atkinson announced that he would actually not be taking the Hornets head coaching gig and would actually stay on the bench with the Golden State Warriors. So huge, and I mean huge news for the Golden State Warriors as Kenny Atkinson has definitely been one of the more reliable and best assistants in all of the NBA, and Golden State's going to be able to keep him on their bench. So Huge congrats to Steve Kerr for being able to keep Kenny Atkinson on his staff. But anyway, guys, that will wrap up today's episode. I absolutely hope y'all enjoyed today's episode because I know I definitely enjoyed making it for y'all. I can't believe we are already on episode 65. That just blows my mind that I'm able that I've even gotten this far in, you know, my podcasting 
I guess you could say career. But once again, I wouldn't be able to do any of this if it was not for all of you beautiful people that constantly show support on a daily basis, whether it is here on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you might be listening. Thank you so much for your continued support, and I truly cannot wait for the future that this has with you. I really can't. But anyway, guys, if y'all do feel like being a little bit generous and wanting to up your support for the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast, Anchor.com does have a monthly supporter program where you can pay $4.99 a month. That helps me better the quality of the podcast, eventually give y'all some exclusive perks, and then give y'all even some giveaways when we do reach certain milestones, whether it's here on Insta- or here on Anchor, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it might be. I eventually will be able to give away some pretty cool, whether it's sport things or just any type of things that y'all might be wanting, be able to give them to y'all. But anyway, guys. I do hope you'll have an amazing start to y'all's week. Make sure to kick Monday's rear end and be able to get off to an amazing start. And once again, I hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. And make sure that y'all do listen on Wednesday because we will have some pretty interesting arch banning news to report about. But anyway, guys, I hope you have a fantastic start to y'all's week. And I will see y'all back here on Wednesday. Peace.